It was a virus that wanted to fucking eat your grandma, and it was <laughs> invisible, bro. So we're recording now. Cool. Everything. All that good stuff. All right. All right. Miko, if you could, please. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. I'm just going to go right there. Yeah, right there. Okay. Anyway. I got this big boy. Dogs. That's the only reason people tune in to watch the podcast. Oh, absolutely. You got to have dogs exactly. on the podcast. What's happening, party people? What's We're up? back. Fucking got my boy Chris O'Mara. That's it. O'Mara? Yep. Okay. That is it. Like the golfer. Met him at a sex toy bingo night. And then the second night that I saw him, I was like, hey, do you want to come do the podcast? And he was like, absolutely. So now we're it. finally sitting down and everything like that. So, Chris, thanks for coming, buddy. Absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm Absolutely. happy to be here, man. Good. I love well, doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything, any anytime that I get to put my face out in front of the public, whether they want me to or not, I'm all about it. Absolutely. Yeah, especially well, when they don't want it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You did, so you were hosting Sex Toy Bingo. Uh-huh. And then we got to talking, and I found out that you were in the Wilmington comedy scene with yeah. Jim Crow. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, there's my in. Not to be like, oh, I'm going to fucking use him to get there. But it's like, hey, this guy's cool. Miko, don't hit the camera, please. This guy's cool. And then I can use him to meet other guys. But, of course, you're the OG. Don't worry. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. So The pioneer. I'm paving the way. Absolutely. That's what I I do. You're the first... You're the first legitimate comedian that I've had on the Sad Kid Crew podcast. I don't know that I would use the term legitimate, but... <laughs> but have you done open mics? I have, yeah. Have you been paid for your comedy? I have, yeah. Okay, then. You're legitimate. Uh, I guess, you know, and I guess you're right. I mean, you're not... You can't, you're can't not selling out arenas or shit, but... Yeah, no, definitely not. Not yet. Yeah, I'm not even selling out garages. So how, long, how long have you been in comedy? Uh, I got started in 2019, in mm-hmm. January, mm-hmm. Um, just because I was fucking bored at home. I was just like making my friends at work laugh and mm-hmm. i was like i probably could get behind a mic and do it if i just like sacked up yeah. and actually went and did it so i went to dead crow one night for the open mic um and i brought some of my friends along and we both did a set i'll bet you and i loved it racking. i abs- oh my god dude Your i was friends so are nervous like, ah, he's got he better be funny and you're like fuck i better be funny yeah <laughs> yeah my basically back then my whole set was just about being a deaf veteran and um i mean I mean, it's it's hilarious to it's me. It's hilarious. One. Yeah, absolutely. And like, what was it? I listened to. Do you know who Andy Stump is? He does the Cleared Hot podcast. Mm-mm. He's one of the millions of Navy SEALs that have decided to do things with their life. I I've um, not heard this. But he talks about like the military. I want to say it was in one of his podcasts. He said he's like the military's had it too good for too long. And he was like, if I if I was a stand up comedian, it would mm. be nothing but just talking shit, mad's amount of fucking shit. Oh, yeah. veterans and the military and all that fucking shit. Yep. And it's just like, I like where you're going with this, but I can see it being a risky, I mean, risky dice Real roll. problematic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, shit, dude, downtown, fucking Jacksonville on them three-day leaves. Yep. Ooh, you got to be careful which bar you walk into. Oh, I know, dude. And I, I fucking grew up in Jacksonville. Um, my dad was a, my dad was a 40-year Marine. 40? Um, yeah. Jesus. He went in in 78. He got out in 2018. And, uh, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. He, he, he busted his ass. Yeah. Uh, he was a helicopter pilot for the longest time. And um, so when he finally got out, I was just like, what is one thing that you're never going to miss again? And he was just like, dumbass young Marines. And I was like, of course. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, Absolutely. Sounds right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it, like, I've... So, I mean, obviously, Jacksonville is, like, what? what is it? It's one of the biggest mil- marine I think it's bases? the biggest one on the East Coast. Yeah, the biggest one on the East Coast. And they come down to us because we're an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. 99.99% of those guys that I meet out downtown... Super fucking cool guys. Mm-hmm. But you get that point zero one percent that's just like, man, fuck every single one of you. Yeah, seriously. And I was just like, why? Yeah. Do you, I, they make it they make it so much worse for all the rest of them too. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it, it's bad because like a lot of them are good dudes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But are you gonna judge everybody on that one dumb motherfucker? No. Yes, we are. Well, yeah, no, we, I am. we kind of are. <laughs> We That's do. how Wilmington is. Yeah, absolutely. Were you around whenever City Limits was open? Yeah, I remember that place. I remember I went to go there one night, and this is before I knew Lindsay and all that good stuff, and I didn't know as many people in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I was going to go in there just by myself, and the door guy, who I found out later, he's now one of my good friends. Right. The door guy stopped me, like hand on the chest stopped me, and he's like, hey, buddy, you don't want to come in here. Oh, I'm shit. like, why he goes it's nothing but marines but as soon as you walk in here and get a beer you're gonna get punched in the face and i'm like good thank looking you. out bud. yeah thanks, thanks for the man. heads up <laughs> wow mm-hmm. see i had too many instances where like just my friends from jacksonville would come down here yeah. not even not even marines not even veterans none of that they would just come down and get shit faced and then start fights with everybody or they would specifically start fights with marines and i was just like dude well, I'm okay with that because really they're destroying government property and I'm all about that. Yeah. But. Can't hate on it. No, I can't hate on it. I can, the only thing I can be mad about is that you're starting fights. Exactly. And like. And you're on. kind of ruining everybody else's yeah, night. Yeah, you ruin everybody else's night because yeah. you're going to hit a guy and he's going to fall into some chick and then that guy, that, that girl's guy is going to be mad at you and mm-hmm. then it's going to start this whole fucking thing and then you get mm-hmm. thrown out of the bar and then everybody's fucking pissed off and if you take it to the street, you're fighting in the streets. Exactly. Like, fuck off. I really miss um, when we had like River Rat and the mm-hmm. Whiskey, mm-hmm. Charlie Browns and Sidebar. Opening. Yeah, yeah, they're open now. In that tiny little fucking. Have you been in there yet? I haven't been in there yet. I really want to. I'm a it's little like, worried about how small it is. It's really small. Yeah, it's, it's like tiny. a closet. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the building's long. Maybe they're I using think it, that. I think it's. I think it's like a longer building, but it used to be what, like a deli? I don't know. I think. I think I it used no to be like a little clue. deli spot. I was really mad whenever they closed the river out down and put a fucking art gallery in it. Did you ever look through the windows at any of the pictures or any of the paintings? Uh, maybe just like in passing, but they were horrendous. Oh god. They were like the motherfuckers. There's like here's the canvas and there's one more. Oh yeah, four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars. It's, it's for interpretation. It's an interpretation of my soul. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Eat a dick. Ah. I, I mean, I can't it. be really mad at them because art. Art is worth what a person's going to pay for it. That is true. Like this silly shit behind you. Mm-hmm. This, somebody would probably buy that. Yeah, they would. They'd yeah, be like, for oh, sure. I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. Yeah. I would take that hundred dollars. Absolutely. But some stupid motherfucker that's like, oh, it's an exclusive, and it's by a guy who nobody knows. Which I'm not going to do anything else like that. And mm-hmm. He'd be like, I'll pay you ten thousand dollars. Yeah. It. And I'll be like, this is do a one I, of one. Do, like, do we need to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> Blow you, what do we need to do here? Is there a contract? Yeah, is, what are we doing here? Just what make happening? sure I don't reproduce this? What am yeah. I doing? You, you sure you need one of one? You want one of one? I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, I'll <laughs> sneeze in a napkin and sell that to you for $10,000. Well, that's like, did you um, did you ever see the whole thing about the banana taped to a I did. canvas? Yeah. 
So I don't know how oh, cool it, a Banksy? it is. No, it wasn't Banksy. Oh. It was some fucking, I want to say it was some college kid. Uh-huh. But I'm not 100% sure how it went down, but I'm fairly sure that was a staged thing. I think so. Of like the kid made the painting, put it, got it through, and was like, holy shit, I'm getting it in an auction. And mm-hmm. then like one of his friends or something bid on it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as like he won the bid, he walked over and pulled the banana off the wall and ate it. Oh, wow. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I saw a story like that, but it was with a Banksy. He yeah, had, the he, shredding. He had, yeah, the shredding, the yeah. shredding photo frame. Yep. That was brilliant. I love that. It was brilliant until you found out that there was two pieces in there. Oh, really? So there was the original that looked like it was getting shredded, uh-huh. and then there was another piece behind it uh, that actually got shredded. That's really clever. So what happened is that they did the old fucking switcheroo. So as this one was feeding around a pulley, mm-hmm. it was go- it was being safe, but there was another one feeding through a, shed- a shredder. That's pretty cool. It's cool, but at the same time, fuck you, Banksy. Yeah. Fuck you, Banksy. Whoever you fuck are. Fuck you. Whoever, wherever, eat a dick. A hundred percent. You got me. The biggest thing that I have a problem with Banksy is that it's not that I have an issue with what he paints about. Because a lot of his paints, a lot of his pieces and stuff, I get the message behind it. Mm-hmm. I understand it. I just have a fucking problem with stencils. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, you're chilling. Like, if you were a stencil graffiti artist, you're chilling in your AC department, like, cutting out stencils, you know? Yeah. It's cool, but yeah, it's not. Like, the only thing that I can really give him props for is the fact of, like, what he, where he hits. Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me. I mean, was it the Gaza Wall? He painted the little girl with the balloons. Oh, yeah. I think it was. I think it. I want to say it was some Middle Eastern I remember country. Seeing, I don't remember where it was, but I remember something seeing that like picture. That. I remember the first time I saw that, though. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did was just like, this motherfucker can't even do a perfect circle. Oh, and yeah. Look at the little girl with the balloons on that one. It was the guy, he was like, it, it was something, it was like a port, it was like a guy looking through a porthole, and it was like oh, paradise okay. on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, but it was like, you could see, and I know for a fact it was a stencil. You can just tell by the lines mm-hmm. if you look hard enough. He couldn't even do a perfect circle. Oh, really? And I'm like, bro, you're fucking using stencils. <laughs> Come on. I know you got a protractor. In like, the dude, you got house. a protractor. You got. God. You have all the time in the world to make your fucking shit right. Yeah. And you want to fuck around and make a fucked up circle? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, bro. You're not doing stand up. No. Like. You don't get to work out. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But no, and like, oh, and no, man. that's probably my favorite thing about about doing stand-up, too, uh-huh. is that, like, even if your show goes completely wrong, you yeah. can have the time of your life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's so much fun. So I have not done stand-up. Mm-hmm. I haven't done an open mic. Well, I did one open mic at Bottega mm-hmm. in its mm-hmm. old location. Yeah. Completely fucking shit-faced. Got, sh- got a mic shoved into my hand and thrown it. It was a poetry jam. Oh, God. But it was an open mic poetry jam. Yeah. I went up there and started talking shit about every fucking person in the entire bar. Every fucking one of them. There was a dude sitting like right here with a vape pen. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you even know what the fuck's in that? You're going to grow a third fucking ear. And let me tell you, I probably wasn't even making coherent sentences because I was so drunk. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I was lighting motherfuckers up left and right. Oh, absolutely. Killing them. And I knew... That I had fucked up whenever finally the host, MC, whoever it was, came up to me and was like, hey, buddy, that's enough. And I'm yeah. like, fuck you, I'm not done. 
Oh my oh, god. It was so bad. I'm, That's the I'm, only time I've done it. Yeah, I'm lucky enough that like I have bombed, but I've never been escorted off the stage, which is which is something I need to check off my my to-do list. I mean, I think I've heard a lot of comedians talk about it and they're like bombing is like eating a bag of dicks in front of your mom. <laughs> That's, I think I, I'm want, I want I, to say I guess, that yeah. I want to say that Bro Rogan said that. Uh huh. So, but it sucks. I personally don't want to do that. That's why I do this. There I you can go. Control it. Yeah. Oh, you disliked my video. Oh no. Oh no. You watched it. Oh my god. Yeah, you watched part of it, fucker. Yeah. But it's it, like that's why I do this. Maybe one day I'll get the nuts to get up on stage. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Dead Crow's fucking cool enough. Which apparently that new building's gonna I, be balling. It's gonna be so dope. It's I'm so be, sad to see I Dead think Crow that again. I think there's two bars in it, and then there's an upstairs bar mm. and a downstairs by the stage bar, mm. run by all the same people, Amy and Timmy and mm. Cole, and dude, they're like the best people that I've ever met in Wilmington. Dude, when they were downstairs, that place was great. Yeah. Like, dude, I remember I went to an open mic one night. Like, I went to an open mic one night by myself just to see what it was. Because, like, mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends have been like, dude, you should do an open mic. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, one day I'll do it. Don't worry. Yeah. And then I went in to see, like, went in to see what's going on. And yeah. I'm just like, all right. And I remember I sat, like, I didn't sit in the very front. I sat, like, three rows back. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to sit within fucking fighting distance. And I'm going to not sit all the way in the back. Because I have a feeling that, and you can tell me if I'm right or not, with comedians... You have a front row and a back row mm-hmm. sight line. Really? Yeah, pretty much. And so those are the two lines that you're Yeah, in the middle it gets about. very blurry. Exactly. In yeah. the middle it just kind of turns into shapes and shit. And you're just like, ah, fuck them. But I'll worry about these two. Yeah. And I remember watching it. Some of the people that were there were fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they were like ready to go pro or anything like that. But I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. Right. But some of them, I was legitimately laughing. Oh, yeah. And then other ones, I was just like, I'm glad I didn't pay money for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was my favorite time at Dead Crow, because we get a lot of really good local comedians mm-hmm. that come through, and, I mean, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that they have practiced, mm-hmm. and the open mic really isn't even an open mic. It's just another one of their great shows. It's just a workout. But, but then you get the kids that are like, oh, this is easy. Let me get up here. And then they just, like... Either they're too quiet, mm-hmm. or they aren't funny, mm-hmm. or they're, like, too over-the-top, mm-hmm. screaming in the microphone, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, I can tell this is your first time. Well, and my biggest thing is that, like, I feel like if I went and did an open mic, the first, the, the very first thing that's going to happen is that I'm going to yell in that microphone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be like, step back in the stand, and I'm just going to start yelling at people. Yep. That's yeah. Even, fuck that microphone. Yeah, I don't even need it. I don't need it. I'm I don't even need it. Fuck yep. it. That's how I felt when I would do um, the shows at VFW, um, because veterans of foreign wars. Yeah, yeah. They my do buddy comedy shows. Yeah, my buddy Hunter Sutton okay. was putting on um, showcases over there. Shout and, out to and and they were they were all about it. Um, they love it. yeah. Shout out Hunter Sutton. Mm-hmm. Shout out Unfiltered and Offensive. Um, but so he was he was doing these shows, and they would get you know like four or five comedians mm-hmm. and sometimes there was like a musical guest mm-hmm. um but the crowd the crowd was the worst because it was all like people that one didn't realize mm-hmm. there was comedy going on mm-hmm. or two just didn't give a shit mm-hmm. and they'd be like loud as fuck over at the bar doing their own thing and that actually turned into a huge part of the show mm-hmm. because we would just talk shit about them the entire time should, though. absolutely yeah 
It's the the show's not about the crowd. So was the VFW, VFW? That's that's like the moose lodge for veterans. Yeah? Basically, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is the one over were... on on Carolina Beach Road. Okay. Yep. So when y'all were doing the when y'all were doing the shows, was it mainly for veterans, or was it kind of just like it hey, was? It was it, anybody could come. Oh, so it was just a venue space. Yeah, it was just gotcha. a venue space. Um, what they what the VFW does is you're like you can come in there. Uh-huh. Um, they encourage you to get memberships, mm-hmm. but if they're doing a show like that, mm-hmm. like they'll ask you to sign up and be a member if yeah. you're eligible, but they don't really force it on you. Well, I mean, I'm not a veteran, so I couldn't go join. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, they have like this whole thing on the wall. They're like, if you have one of these ribbons, then you belong here. No shit. And uh, I also, if you're like a mad alcoholic, then because I think that you get like discounted alcohol. Bro, I would fit in perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a veteran, but I drink like one. There you go. Uh, That's an important distinction. I mean, technically, my dad was in the military. I'm a dependent. There you go. I'm saying that'll work. And I think he did go do some shit overseas. I would hope so. Mm, I don't know. Unless he was in for like six months. Uh, he was. Late 80s. Oh, wow. Early yeah. 90s. Yeah. So, something like that. I'm sure they remember. did something. Maybe he, the golf. He was in the Coast Guard. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I've got one friend in the Coast Guard, and she's like, it's it's like the most exclusive club you can get into, apparently. And you know what? Every single other branch talks shit about them. Yeah, absolutely. And I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, what, what do you think the coolest experience you did with the Coast Guard thing was? Mm-hmm. And he was like, he sat and he sat there and thought about it for a second. He goes, Surfing a, surfing a cutter in the North Atlantic seas. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was the um the boat that's downtown mm-hmm. Wilmington, the Coast right. Guard boat. Right. One of those in the North Atlantic seas, and the seas were so rough they were literally standing on decks surfing it. Oh my yeah, god! To stay to stay up. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine? That's like. See, I don't. That's like fifty fucking feet of wave, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. See, I love the beach. I love the ocean. I'm all about the aesthetic, but I'm not going out where I can't touch. Absolutely not. Fair enough. I'm not because I have seen <laughs> too many National Geographic specials on all these fucking giant creatures that live in the ocean, yes. and I can swim like five feet for every five minutes. Have you ever been deep sea fishing? No. Have you been like? Have you been offshore proper? Technically, yeah. So, like, in a boat. Yeah. Have you been, like, on a cruise or something? I have, yeah. Okay. So, if you ever get the chance, if, like, Mm -hmm. one of your buddies calls you up, he's like, hey, man, we're doing a deep sea charter, shit like that, just go do it. Right. Just go do it just to say, check off the box. Yeah, of course. Because the first time you go out there and you lose sight of the shoreline, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Where the fuck are we? Oh, yeah. Dude, as soon as you don't have a point of reference, it fucks you up so bad. Yeah, I bet. You're just like... Where are we? What are what are we doing? And I yeah. remember the first time I was on a boat that we went offshore. I don't I don't remember how long, but we went offshore fishing. Mm-hmm. I was like I was freaking out, and I'm like, dude, I don't know where the fuck we are. I have nothing to navigate with. The mm-hmm. Sky was clear. Everything was it was a beautiful day. Yeah. But I'm like freaking out, and my buddy's dad, who was with us, who's who was doing the charter, he goes, Emmett, calm down. I was like, fucking no, we don't know where we are. He's yeah. Like, he goes, dude, I got GPS. I got a satellite, bro. It's like, bro. GPS. Yeah. We're fine. He said, and if shit goes too horribly wrong, we have a sat phone. Yeah. Calm down. Oh, my I'm like, God. Man, fuck you. But no, it's just, it's a very strange feeling. Like, yeah, I bet. 
There's no, there's no landmarks. There's no, nothing. you've got nothing. There's, there's nothing. You're on a boat in the middle of an ocean, and like you said, I've seen enough National Geographic to know there's some scary shit down there. There's a lot of huge things exactly. down there, and I'm not fucking with them. No. Mm-mm. Well, that's like the whole thing, is that, what is it? We know more about the surface of the moon than the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it? At this point, we've only discovered what, like, only like searched like 20% of the actual ocean. Sounds good to me. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Welcome to the false facts hour. Woo! (laughs) The generalizations. Don't worry. The people don't come here for professional production and fucking quality statistics. Yeah, no. They come here to watch me be an absolute fucking jerk. You ever heard that old joke that's like 87% of all statistics are made up? Sounds good to me. Right? Absolutely. Let me grab the beer. You want one? Yeah. Give me a high life. Brought to you by... No, I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> For the veterans. I will get a cease and desist. <laughs> I don't think you would. I mean, I am a veteran. They'd be like, oh, you're... No, 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 no. If I brought to you by Miller High Life... Oh, yeah. They'd probably hit me up and they'd be like, well, first off, thanks. And second, <laughs> why are you drinking that shitty beer? Yeah. First off, thank you. Second, don't ever do that again. Oh, dude. If I, if I ever get, like... Obviously, at, do you follow PBR on Instagram? Mm-mm. Their Instagram is fucking awesome, it is hilarious. Yeah. And whoever's running it, fucking give that person a raise. Yeah. Give them a raise. But if they ever follow me on Instagram, every motherfucker's going to know about it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Start wearing the t-shirts. Oh, hats. I wear those fuck. Oh, I mean, that's like this this brand. The t-shirts that I wear, and well, the t-shirts I wear every day, mm-hmm. is the Ghosts in Darkness. Oh, okay. And I asked him, like, whenever I started, before I started the podcast, I hit him up, like, probably a month before I started it. I was just like, hey, man, plan on doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Are you cool with me wearing your stuff? Yeah. Because Ghosts in Darkness, he's a, he, he's a smaller guy kind of thing. And to the best of my knowledge, I think it's one dude packing orders. Oh, okay. You know? So, yeah. like, if you order a shirt, he's the one putting it in the bag. That's awesome. I messaged him and I was like, hey, are you cool with me wearing your stuff? And he's like, excuse me, he did not burp. Um, he's like, yeah, man, just so you know, though, this is what I'm for and this is what I'm against. As uh-huh. long as we're on the same page, we're good. You can yeah. wear my stuff. That's and that's cool. why if people follow me on Instagram or whatever, they'll always see that whenever I post something, I'm always tagging him. Mm-hmm. One, because I love the shit that he's got. I mean, this. I mean, fucking right. golden hour. Yeah, I like the, the back of that one. Yeah, the back of this bitch. Yeah. Let me get this. There we go. I feel fucking, like I've seen that one before. It's possible. I mean, yeah. it, he'll pop up on Instagram for people. Yeah. But it's just, it. he's got great designs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure he he worked in the tattoo industry. Oh, cool. Uh, on okay. some level. I don't know if he was a tattooer. I don't know. And... He's a veteran. Oh, nice. So it's literally checking all the boxes that I Yeah, like. absolutely. So, and like his, the brand is, it's tattoos, it's fucking... Motorcycles? Uh, yes, there yeah. are motorcycles in it. Um, I don't really know the term counterculture, but it's not mainstream by any means. Right, yeah. You know? Like, I've got a shirt from him, and it's literally a PBR can with a demon hand popping it open mm-hmm. and it says prisoner of Pabst. That's really cool. Actually. I saw it immediately and I ordered it. Yeah. I, was like, I have to have this. Oh yeah. I have to have this. I like that. Yeah. I got one. Um, I got one shirt off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it says, um, minor misfortune, 
shout out to Planet Misfortune. Yeah. Stay optimistic. But the back of it is like a coffin with it's like kind of cracked open, mm-hmm. and the skeleton's like throwing his hand, thumbs up out of it. Hell yeah! So, and I got it right before COVID. Oh, so yeah. like wearing that all around during COVID, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Like oh, the back dude. of it is huge. It says Planet Misfortune. Stay optimistic. Yeah. And it's got this little. I think know, I've seen it on my sponsor stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Instagram's it's, algorithm, it's fucking on point. Sir. On point. Sorry. And they're a great company too. Like the Who's first that? one, the first one, uh, minor misfortune. Okay. The first one they sent me had a hole in the armpit. Sorry. I messaged them. They were like, "Keep that one. We'll send you a brand new one." Yeah, yeah. With like in two days. Hole in an armpit. That's just a workout shirt. Cut Absolutely. Yeah. Don't. I mean, they need to breathe anyway. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, it's like I used. To, I mean, with shirts, it was just I would just buy whatever. I didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I had man t-shirts, shit like that, and I, I just didn't care. But now, dude. The whole pandemic thing really opened my eyes to like, hey, support fucking small businesses. I have, there's a, I I used to do shorts. I need to get back onto them. They're usually like 15 minutes, give or take. And I'll just fucking get in front of, I'll get in front of that webcam that I've got right there and just fucking rant about shit. Mm -hmm. I need to get back to doing it. But like at one point I remember it was Thanksgiving, I think. And I was like, guys, you've got to support small businesses Yeah. because one, we're in a pandemic and two. A lot of people, I don't think, realize how slim of a profit margin that a lot of places operate on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you buy a t-shirt for... Remember when you could buy a t-shirt for 20 bucks? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, now they're like 35 plus shipping. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's like, cool, you buy a $20 $20 shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. Realistically, that person's making, I'm going to say, probably about 8 bucks a shirt. Oh, yeah. That's not a great profit margin. Unless you're moving volume, it's not a great profit margin. Mm-mm. Yeah, Chuck, it's not. He's okay. Oh, I know he is. I mean, like I said, that's the only reason people tune in to watch this is because of the dogs. I See definitely dig it. But, um, yeah, yeah, my buddy uh, my buddy Greg was doing um, a clothing company like out of his spare bedroom, basically. Uh, it's called uh, Hustling Co., um, I think I've seen their stuff. Yeah, he's I been think. doing that for a while. Okay. He, you know, took a little bit of a break, get yeah. some creative design yeah. going on and stuff like that. But, but yeah, man, he's been doing that, and you know, he'll he'll tell me that. Um, Is in, he local? In, uh, in Jacksonville. Fuck, I get him fucking on here. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I'll buy one of his shirts. And dude, they are, get him on here. They're great shirts. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you've probably seen it. It's my my one that says Mondays don't suck. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's him and his designs and yeah, all yeah. that. Um, been been my best friend since like freshman year. So of course, anything that's that awesome. he makes, I'm gonna just eat it up and and rep it all the time. So I mean, that's my biggest thing is that like when I started this podcast, one, I love talking shit. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite activity. Mm-hmm. And two, I want to meet people like your friend who's got a small a small clothing brand, a small business, what the fuck ever. Yeah, you. Yeah, a up and coming comedian. Your friends. I want to meet. I don't care about the people that have already made it. Like, yes, I would love to sit down with them and things yeah. like that. Just because I could be like, "Ooh, I got to sit down with them." But I don't. They've made it. Yeah, exactly. So now it's up. To, your story's already told. Exactly. People know you. Yep. Now it's up to the rest of us rats yeah. to fucking finish the race. And me personally. I want to give every opportunity to somebody that I know, whether I'm friends or not. If yeah. I just, like, you and I, this is the first time we've ever hung out. Yeah. Like, I met you for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But 
I want to give everybody the ch- the best chance they can have at success. Oh yeah. And if it's if I bring you to my house and I'm like, hey, come on, sit down on the couch, we'll talk about whatever you're doing, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It costs me nothing. Yeah, exactly. I have maybe what like an hour of your time. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's Friday night. That I could either be downtown spending money. Or I can be sitting here talking to you or somebody else mm-hmm. and learning about something that I might not know about. Yeah. Because my biggest thing, I'm not scared to talk to people that think differently than me. Yeah, yeah. So many people are, especially especially now in Wilmington, man. Well, and It's crazy. I just think that's the times, though. Because realize, I mean, we're, we're going through a bit of a social revolution right now. Yeah. Like, the, I always use the term changing of the guard mm-hmm. because it's just... Your old guard, they're starting to get old and gray and everything, and they're going to step down, and then the newcomers are going to come. Mm-hmm. It's, I think the people that are taking the places of the old guard are finally getting to the point of just being like, this is enough. Mm. We do not, it's not, this is not a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, we don't condone we don't the condone ways the of the old school shit. anymore. Yeah. Like, and there's like, so much stuff that we're just not going to let slide anymore. No, and I mean, my biggest thing is accountability and responsibility. Yep. Like, just be accountable and just, if you fuck up, like, if you and I were working together, yeah. and let's say we were framing a house, yeah. and you fucking cut a board too short, just fucking tell me. Yeah. Just tell me that you fucked up. I don't care. I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. But if you try to hide it, and then I find it, then I'm going to be a little upset. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because it's like, you don't have enough respect for my intelligence. You thought that I wasn't going to know this was wrong. Exactly. No, get out of here. And I mean, it's just like, I understand that we're going through times. I mean, fuck, what? The Earth has only been around for, what, 2,020 years? <laughs> it was so hard to get through that without I bet. <laughs> but, I mean, there are some people that believe this shit. I know. There are people that but believe the Earth is flat. That, I will never fucking understand that, ever. Well, because you're halfway intelligent. Oh, yeah, at least half. Half. At least half. half. That's just, oh my goodness. And I, the, the fact that they, it's not so much they believe it. That's fine that you believe it. Mm-hmm. But it's like a cult. They're trying to bring more people around to that way of thinking that is so clearly wrong. It it just baffles me. I wish I had that much confidence. But wrong is a matter of perspective. That is true. You know? Yeah. And it's. I'm not going to say that they lack... I'm not going to say that they lack the ability to know that they're wrong kind Mm -hmm. of thing, but imagine if you grew up all your life, your parents told you the sky was green Mm. and you saw the sky was green Mm -hmm. because your brain does weird shit. Yeah. And then I came to you and I was like, Hey, the sky's blue. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, the fuck it ain't. It's green. Yeah. It's one of those things. It just snowballs for yeah, that's true. kind of thing. Yeah. So I can I can understand it, and I'm sure there are flat earthers that are probably some of the nicest fucking people you've ever met. Mm-hmm. But hey, buddy, the, the Earth's not flat, and we have science to prove it. And then, yeah. of course, you can you can counter any argument at all. It's like, oh, the scientists were paid to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were paid because they figured it out. Son. <laughs> That's exactly. why they got paid. Exactly. They didn't get paid because they said something. Yeah. They proved This it. is not the dark ages. It's not like the earth revolve the earth the sun revolves around the earth. Ah. Bitches on my dick. Exactly. And yeah. now it's like the scientist comes out and he's like, this bottle cap 
we put these ridges on here so that it stays and it seals it for freshness. And there's going to be some asshole who's like, what's wrong with a fucking twist cap, bro? <laughs> Come on, bro. We don't all have bottle openers. You want me to go spend more money on bottle openers? You don't need one. Do you smoke? You got a lighter. Pop yep. it open. You got a sharp edge somewhere? Yeah, you got a countertop? <laughs> Done. Oh, my God. I did that once on my buddy's countertop, and I broke a big chunk out of the fucking counter. Was it marble? It was marble. <laughs> First off. Your buddy doesn't need to be mad at you. He needs to thank you. Second, the next phone call the next day needs to be the company who installed that countertop and be like, what yeah. kind of powdered drywall bullshit? Yeah, what is me? this bullshit? Exactly. Oh my god, it was so funny. It just it just like fell away and I was just like, oh, mm, my bad. Oh wow. Yeah. Sorry. I laughed so hard. <laughs> from did a, it, from did a good healthy place. Beer? What? Did it yeah, hit? it did. Okay, good. Yeah. Woo! It, it that's popped, the important and then, bit. oh man, that was the funniest shit. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, I know, go for it. It's not going to break. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Well, it's like the, the dudes that open beer with their teeth. That's insane. First off, no. no. Second, I had a lot of dental work done last year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Bro, I need so much dental work done, and I'm so afraid that I'm going to go in there, and he's going to be like, you need all new teeth. No, it, it's not that bad, man. Yeah. I promise you. Tremon and Tremon over by the hospital. Mm -hmm. Go to them. Okay. I am terrified of the dentist. Yeah. I'll admit it. I'm a I'm the biggest bitch when it comes to the dentist. Yeah. I went in there. First off, the assistant who was helping me, I'm not gonna use names, but the assistant that was helping me was talking shit with me. Nice. Immediately felt comfortable. Yeah. The doctor who came in the door, the dentist actual, talking shit with me. Immediately felt comfortable. It was the most comfortable I've ever been in a professional setting. That's in awesome. a healthcare setting. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Dude, check out Tremon and Tremon. Okay. Shout out to them. I'll check that out. Yeah, I had a fuckload of work done. For day. sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm afraid of. They're going to be like, $30,000, you need all new teeth. But. Well, I mean, unless you need fucking, that's like five implants. All right. The last thing that I got done that was like big dental work, right before I got out of the army, yeah. I had them pull my wisdom teeth out. Maybe. They didn't even fucking hurt. But I wanted them to get it out because apparently it's like thousands of dollars to yeah. have a civilian doctor do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And I was like, no, I'm not paying for this at all. Well, so does the VA not do dental? I think that some places do. Okay. I think that they have dental as far as um, like they can they can use like a third party dentist yeah. and just write it off well, as a VA expense. But um, I think that you have it's one of those things that you have to go and like actually sign up for and maybe gotcha. maybe it's like an extra thing well that and they do the whole fucking did you did it happen in service is it our fault if it's not that's on you sorry yep. Sucker. brush your teeth yeah exactly that, if, it's like, if it's not service connected then yeah well that's like um everybody can hate the cheeto as much as they want but he was the i'm not gonna say he was the one because i don't know a whole lot about it mm -hmm. but i do remember that whenever he was top cheeto I remember the story coming out of like, hey, these VA waiting lines are way too fucking long. Uh, yeah. If a veteran goes to the emergency room for a life-threatening issue, they can, the VA is responsible for that. Yeah. Because my biggest thing is like, first off, thanks for your service. Oh, yeah, you're Obviously. welcome. Obviously. Yeah. That's Second. The weirdest, that's the weirdest thing, too. It is strange. We'll jump into that after. Yeah, after we'll get this. there. Second, you went over, you joined the military because you probably wanted to serve a higher purpose right no okay <laughs> whatever 
No. It doesn't matter. I had I had fifty six hundred dollars in credit card debt at the age of nineteen. And so and, the recruiter and, was like, Hey buddy. He was like, yo, <laughs> not only will we pay that, we're also gonna give you thirty thousand dollars as a sign on bonus. How do you like Camaros? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I don't even need none of that. I went and bought myself an Integra and then three months later I destroyed it. But it's not um, right for most Integra owners. Oh yeah. But I've got a great story about an Integra. But anyway, um, it's like you you served your country. It doesn't matter if you were the dude fucking sweeping the floors or the dude kicking in doors. Yep. It does not matter. You served in the military. Yeah. Why the fuck is there such a disconnect between in service and you're out the door? Hey, fuck you. Yep. And they shut the door behind you and you're like... Uh, Wait, Where's the doorknob? Can I can I just come back in for a little while? Yeah, can I can I come back in and like get some of these health issues that happened whenever I was in the military fixed by y'all because you're the ones who put me in that situation? Yeah, y'all the ones that did this? No. Okay. I can't, uh, I, okay. That sounds like the military. I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm not a veteran. I'm right. not. I, I don't. I've never once claimed to be. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I get mistaken for them at airports. Every single it's airport the beard, I've sure. ever been. Yep. Dude. Yeah, but still, you know. I have fucking inch and a half holes in my pants. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what it is. And, like, the funniest one I had, I was flying from Raleigh to Colorado. Uh-huh. I was checking in, like, checking my bags and everything. And this dude comes up to me. He's in his high-vis vest. He's got a stupid little name badge on. And he walks up to me. He goes, hey, bud. Looks over his shoulders and he goes, you ex-military? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Why? Yeah. He goes, well... I mean, you just kind of carry yourself like one. And I'm like, no, I just have no, I fucking have no tolerance for fucking idiots, bro. Yep. I was like, do you need anything else? He was like, well, I was going to like help you out with your bags and everything. I was like, <laughs> but now fuck you. It's, it's a duffel bag, bro. Yeah. I got this. Oh, I put it on the conveyor. Dude, that's so funny. It was, it, it was hilarious. But like, no, the, the absolute disservice that we do to our veterans is fucking criminal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that I have that I could complain about. Um, lately, uh, it's it's been getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, like any time that I've had to call them mm-hmm. or or make an appointment, yeah, there's there's long appointment waits. Mm-hmm. If I call now, I probably won't get an appointment for like six seven weeks. Mm-hmm. But for like emergencies and things like that, they are really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you can make the two-hour job to Fayetteville for the 24-hour VA. Yeah. And that's that's crazy. I feel like there should be one of those in every major city. Yeah. There really should. Especially because they know where most veterans live. Yeah. You know, you know that there's, like, demographics and If you, and... for one, think that the U.S. government knows where all the veterans are, first off, you're a fool. Yeah. The government can't do shit right They don't know fucking thing. But... You know there's somebody that's getting paid right now that's sitting there like, Chris O'Meara. Chris O'Meara. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. He's yeah. good. And then he there's, moves on to the next Yeah. File. There's some, there's some, probably some clown at Facebook that's like, hey, by the way, we're going to sell you all this information. Oh. Uh, just mm. so, just so you can use it to benefit your people. I, I don't, Dude, I don't even it's know. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's absolute nonsense. And it's like, one of the, one of my favorite things, like speaking of Facebook and like selling data and shit like that. It's like the whole vaccine thing. Uh, uh-huh. Like, I'm vaccinated. I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't care. Yeah. Everybody's like, I don't want the government knowing what I'm doing. Do you have a driver's license? Uh-huh. Oh, do you? Do you have a cell phone? Yep. Oh, you got one of the... 
Do you live somewhere with a permanent address? Yeah, are you, you on? Are you on City Water? Are you on any kind of social media? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They know everything. They know literally everything All they need it. to know. Everything. They know. They probably know exactly what you're doing right fucking now. Yep. It's just like this whole conspiracy theorist shit is. The problem with them is that some of them have teeth. Some of them have teeth, and I've I've bit a couple of them. And I'm like, fuck, this could actually make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's like the government keeping a secret. Come. On. Yeah. Bro, really? Yeah. No. No. My dad used to tell me um, when he was like ending ending his his career in the military, he mm-hmm. used to tell me that uh, uh, a lot of, a big part of his job was like cybersecurity stuff. No shit. And he would tell me that that they taught him so many things about how to like get around firewalls mm-hmm. and basically he the way that he put it he said I could sign in to my laptop at home uh-huh. under my email address. Mm-hmm. I could write out an email and make it look like it came from your email address. Oh, 100%. From your IP address yeah. to whoever I want from my own home. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that is what people are capable of nowadays. Welcome. And that is the threat of yeah. the internet and like phishing and all that shit. Welcome to the age of information. Uh-huh. It's dark. So, I mean, like, that's the thing. Everybody's all like, oh, the whole, they, I keep, for some reason, I keep hearing the fucking... I don't know what World War Three is going to be fought with, but I know World War Four is going to be fought with sticks and stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. First off, there's probably, in our lifetime, probably not going to be another World War. Yeah. Probably not, because what's going to happen is that the major countries that have the ability to do so are going to attack each other's infrastructures. Yeah. They're going to attack their financial systems, their power grids. That might be why Texas got fucked. Yep. They're going to attack, I mean, all, they're going to attack, like, just their water systems, food supply chains, things like that. They're going to do that. Yeah. Take the small pieces out, and then the whole thing Exactly. You take the foundation out, well, the whole whole house falls down. Yep. I, tinfoil hat on, the World War III is probably happening right now, Mm -hmm. as we speak, Mm -hmm. because the... There are countries, there are actors, whatever the fuck you want to call them. There are entities that want to see everybody fail. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like a country versus country thing. It's, I'm sure for a fact, there's probably somebody in my life that wants to see me fail completely. Mm-hmm. Probably got somebody in your life that oh, wants absolutely. to see you fail completely. And I mean, just everybody probably has that one person. Mm-hmm. Which, first off, that one person needs to go get a hobby. Yeah. If you're worried about other people that much, just go outside. Yeah. Pick up disc golf or something. I don't yeah. care. But get a dog. Yeah, walk get a dog. dog. Get a cat. Get a fucking gerbil. I don't yeah, care. whatever. But it's like World War Three is probably happening right now as we speak. Yeah. It's not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't find that too far from the truth. I wouldn't find that like super hard to believe, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a reason why cybersecurity jobs exist. It's probably and they not are just high-paying jobs. It's probably not just some fucking punk-ass teenager over in Thailand, Taiwan, Tibet, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever developing country you want to talk about or developed country you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not just them being like, "Oh, let me see if I can get into the Pentagon." Yeah. No. I'm in. No, they're Pac-Man. they're getting they're getting into things like 
Duke Energy no, or exactly. Cape there's, Fear pow, uh, Public Utilities. There's probably a kid right now, I'm going to say Indiana. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Indiana just popped into my head. There's probably a kid in Indiana right now probably trying to hack into a system that he doesn't belong in. Oh, I'm sure. There's got to be at least one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, what is it, six or seven billion people in this world? Mm-hmm. I think we're like seven and a half billion. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? But it's like, World War Three is probably happening right now. World War Four is probably going to be when the nukes drop. Mm, yeah. And then World War Five is the cockroaches are going to be fighting over shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cockroaches and Honda Civics left. Cockroaches and Honda Civics. That's it. Oh, Honda Civics. Bro, I love you can't them so kill much. Them. You cannot kill them. Yes, you can. I mean, technically. But... A 200 shot of nitrous will kill them dead. <laughs> I promise you. But a Geo Metro three cylinder motor will take five 150 shots. Oh, Jesus. 100%. I have no idea what the fuck they did. Yeah. But I remember in high school, somebody hooked up a fucking 150 shot of nitrous to their Geo Metro. Not the correct way either. Of course. Just like right through the intake. And fucking five shots. And wow. And fucking took it. And on that fifth shot, fucking bitch started coming apart. Oh my I was God. Like, Damn, son. I had a, a 94 Saturn that I couldn't even drive at an excessive speed. Why? Because uh, then it blew the head gasket out of it. I think, I mean, that thing was a piece of shit. Okay. But it was an $800 car. Okay. So why Dude, not? Some of those $1,000 beaters are the best cars you'll ever own. Yep. You like, you buy it for a grand. And you're just like, I'm never going to change the oil in this car. <laughs> Why? No one else has. Dude, my favorite car I bought for, for $2,000. Yeah. It was a, a VW Passat wagon. And, like, the transmission was going out on it. Mm-hmm. It had, like, a little bit of paint was messed up. But it had uh, nice wheels and tires on it. It go. had all the space. that I could put my dog, her crate, my cat, all of his accoutrement yeah. or whatever all right, accessories have accoutrement. they have to, you gotta get the litter box you gotta get the bed <laughs> you gotta get the toys all that bullshit yeah um but i could fit all of them in and i could lay down in the back too and have fucking room like it was you awesome saw some roomy motherfuckers apparently. i'm telling you dude yeah. those things were fantastic i will say when it, on on my side of things being a mechanic changing a passat oil filter mm. Fuck that Volkswagen engineer. I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna kill him dead. Oh my god. I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna kill him dead. Yeah, I needed I needed uh I ended up needing like a whole new transmission and they said it would be like about a grand yeah, that to, about to right. get it in and put it in. Right. Um but it got to the point where I couldn't go let's say if I had to go from here mm-hmm. to the stoplight up there. Yeah. If I did not come to a complete stop and I rolled through the light, yeah, it would not go back over second gear. And it was an automatic. It's so stuck in first. It was. It was. It would stay stuck. Fucking rolling at five thousand. Yep. Rolling at five thousand. Yeah. So then I would have to <laughs> pull over. Yep. Stop the car. Yep. Turn it off. Turn it back on. Hope that it worked, because like I knew that it wouldn't work, because like the whole dash would light up like a Christmas tree, and it would be everything like no all. Shit. Yeah. It would be like, am I in park or reverse or neutral or drive or low? Like where where am I? And I had I had no idea. I couldn't tell. So other than using my eyeballs. The first time that would have happened, the first time that it happened to you, you probably could have fixed that for about three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Powertrain control module. Uh huh. It's a it's a very very common thing. Oh, that might have been the whole fucking problem. It's a very common problem with Volkswagen, the Passats, and the Jettas. For some reason, it's within a certain year range. Uh huh. But 
Yeah, it was an 07. Yeah, their, their powertrain control module or their transmission control module, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. One of them would go bad, and, like, to buy both of them was, like, 350 bucks. Mm. And you were done. Yeah. And it generally would fix... I've only done it two times, but those two times, bat in 100. Oh, wow. I fixed awesome. it immediately. Nice. Yeah, okay. it was done. I mean, you had, See, to, you had, to, go get it, you had to go get it flashed to the car that it was in kind of thing, mm-hmm. but, no, it was, yeah... For like three hundred fifty bucks, it'll fix the transmission. Damn, see, that's what I should have done. Instead, I I took it to CarMax and they gave me two hundred dollars for it. Man. But I put that towards my car that I have now. Yeah. So. I mean, hey. Nice. It worked out. Hey, whatever. It worked out. How long did you have the How long did you have the Volkswagen for though? Uh, like a year and a half. And you paid how much for it? Just two grand. Yeah. You, yeah. I think you got your money out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, I love that. That thing. Um got me when florence hit mm-hmm. i loaded up all my stuff mm-hmm. in that fucking wagon and i had still had room to spare really? and took it up to dc where my parents live and waited out florence in that thing and then came back and it it got me back just fine there you go yeah dude i love that car dude i mean that's the thing like uh, people do not understand you spend about a grand two grand you're gonna get a decent okay car mm-hmm you're going to have problems, things like that. I'm grabbing another beer. You need one? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to roll out here in like 20 minutes. i got to go get my girlfriend from work. But... 20 minutes? Yeah. How fucking long have we been going? I think like 30. Uh, we've been going for 49 minutes. So... Ah. Anyway, no big That's deal. That's fantastic. Exactly. That's longer but... than I've ever gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. I love that you just, you just signed on like, yeah. Oh, wait. Hold wait on. a minute. What are you talking about? Nah, no worries. Oh, um, man. It was, dude, the other day we were at work. Um, I was in the kitchen and my buddy goes, um, what do you think came first, the, the chicken or the egg? And I was just like stoned and being nerdy. And I was just like, well, dinosaurs have been laying eggs yeah. for millions of years yeah. before chickens. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, what do you think came before that? And I was like, oh, me. Yeah. It's always, <laughs> always come first. Every but, time. So whenever people are like, dude, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The scientific answer in my head is... An animal that was neither, that was not a chicken that laid yeah. an egg and eventually evolved into it was close. a chicken. Yeah. It's fucking evolution. It was a velociraptor. Mm-hmm. How funny would it be if we actually had, like, definitive proof that velociraptors became chickens? Well, velociraptors or, or blue jays. were way small. Or, yeah, they, were, they weren't as big as everyone makes no. them out to be. In yeah. Jurassic Park, I'm not going to say they got it wrong, mm-hmm. but, like... According to most sciences that I've seen and read and things like that, velociraptors were like two and a half, three feet tall on the large end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you fucking these kick them are, in the chest. Yeah, these things are six, seven feet yeah. in the fucking movie. Fucker like staring Chris Pratt in the eyeballs. Yeah, right? Fuck you. No way. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we've gone completely sideways on this shit. Oh, absolutely. Stand-up comedy in Wilmington. Yes, uh, it is already a big deal. Um, COVID fucked everything up. COVID fucked up everything. It really fucked up did. The world. But what I love about the stand-up community here in this town mm-hmm. is that we all just got tired of sitting around yeah. and not having a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just started making our own shows. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do their own podcasts. Um, Ellie Coleman, huge props to Ellie Coleman. She's gone to so many places around town. And gotten them to agree to to sponsor shows and host shows in their locations. 
Like she went to Coglins. Um, I think they're doing, they were doing the Brewer's Kettle for the longest time. Like so many places that you would not expect to have comedy. Like she's killed it. She's absolutely busted her ass and gone to so many places. Props Hunter, to her. Yeah. I have problems with the Brewer's Kettle. I'll tell you about that offline. Right, right. But, um, but yeah. Ellie like, Coleman, she's the one Front Street Market and Produce? Uh, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah like I was. Props to her. She was I was awesome. doing. Yeah, dude, she kills it, man, and she's mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. Like, yes, she is. I, I love the shit out of Ellie. Um, I was doing shows at, at Waterman's Brewing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they had the venue, they were trying to look, they were trying to fill it, so we were doing That's that for a the while. Setup for a place. Though. It was weird. Um, could, we wanted to do it kind of like sticky in the corner, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we wanted to do it out on the patio because mm-hmm. they were rebuilding the patio, but yeah. then we realized we all like to say fuck a lot. So, and there happen to be houses and people and, and children, of course, and children. Eh, children are gonna learn one way or another. Exactly. You're gonna learn today. You gotta toughen them kids up. <laughs> Don't bring them to dinner if there's a comedy going on. Exactly. Um, Hunter Sutton fucking killing it every time. Uh, Brad Allred's got uh, shows going on at Burnt Mill Creek now. That's dry cough, right? I uh, it's I think it's Blunt Table. Blunt Table. Yeah. What the fuck? Who was that? The dude that I met? He was in the corner. At Poorhouse. Big hair. Uh, I don't know. He was wearing a hat. Oh, I don't think that was him. Who was the guy that I met the night that I asked you to come on to the podcast then? I swear I thought he said Dry Cap, dry Cough Podcast. Uh, that I'm might not, have been somebody else. Yeah, it might have been somebody else. Nah, I'm not sure. Um, but it was the guy that I met. Is is that the guy? All red is what you're? Uh, I don't. That might be him. He was. He's like the bigger guy tatted up. Nope. Nah. Big, big nah, kind of chewy bro. This guy was a smaller fella. Hello, handsome. Yeah. That's okay. That's his favorite handsome. spot in the house right there. I keep taking his corners, apparently. It's all right. It's all right. It's no worries. Okay. He'll, you he'll guys make love you me. I know. You guys love me. But. I'm a dog whisperer. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's. It, the. I haven't seen a lot of Wilmington comedy just mm-hmm. because I'm a slack motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I just never went to Dead Crow except for that one time, like mm-hmm. I told you. But I've heard, like. There's good fucking talent. There's so much good talent in this town. There's good talent. And, like, uh, why the fuck do we only have one comedy club? Well, that was that was the only... Oh, ju- I lied. Just strictly comedy clubs. I went to Burt Mill right. for an open mic. Yeah. I'm gonna admit it. I was an asshole. I heckled the fucking guy. Well... Because he sucked. Sometimes they suck. He sucked. Sometimes the heckle is funnier, but... I heckled him. I felt like a piece of shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like... Months afterwards, after of I realized course. that, like, hey, I'm yeah. being a dickhead. Yeah. But at the same time, it was, like, me, a buddy of mine that brought me to Burt Mill, mm-hmm. and, like, two other people. Oh, wow, And yeah. he's in, he's on the stage talking jokes, and I'm just like, you're not funny. Heckle. Yeah. You know? Oh, no. But, I mean, it's, oh, excuse me. It is what it is, man. I mean, yeah. I, I respect, I respect people that are trying to hone their craft. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care if you suck. Yeah. That's the first step of being good at something. Yeah, exactly. You you, you have to you suck. have to suck at least once or twice. Ooh, I can't tell God. you how many shows um out of maybe the the 100 shows that I have done, it's probably number. probably 50 of them have been just garbage. Mm. Like um well, I mean, that's what yeah, they're saying man, is that um, it's what 10 years and you're a veteran in comedy. Yeah. Dude, 10 years is a long fucking time. That's a long time to do anything. That's a long time to do any fucking thing. Yeah. And, like, mind you, 
I understand where they're coming from. Is you got like you got to pay your dues. Yep. You got to work on your shit. You gotta. You just gotta get that life experience and things like that. But at the same time, like fucking ten years, bro. Yeah. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, exactly. That's two years shy of a full American education system. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And there's like so many little like nuances and subtleties yeah. that that just you can't get unless you just get up and, and go tell jokes. But So I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Okay. Three things. What are the three things that stand up comedians have to have? Um Original material, okay. a fucking backbone, mm-hmm. and a strong stomach for criticism. Okay. You have to, yeah. because you have to be able to articulate original thoughts. You yeah. can't just go up there and give someone else's jokes. Oh, you mean Carlos Mencia? Uh, yes, okay. absolutely. Um, you have to have a backbone to really stand up for what you believe in, and mm-hmm. say what you believe, and believe what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then you have to be able to listen to people that don't like what you have to say. Because at the same time, you can get on stage and say something and not mean any of it, mm-hmm. and it just be garbage. Mm-hmm. But that's gonna that's gonna be apparent. Yeah, it's like in when when you hang out with people afterward, mm-hmm. or people see you in your day to day life, they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Oh, it's literally just a character," yeah. which is fine if everything that you do on stage is just like a character that you have created. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent fine, and mm-hmm. a lot of people do that. Um, but you have to be able to be like. Oh, these people don't like me. Well, okay, great. Here's so many other people that do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm going to be telling jokes if I get zero laughs. I don't care. Yeah. Just because, like, the things that I say, I, I believe in. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't really care. I mean, it's like that silly little cartoon <laughs> that's floated around the internet forever. Stand for what you believe in, even if your voice shakes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for, for me, whenever I would see, like, like, like I said, I've only been to like two or three open mics. Mm-hmm. But the ones who had, I'm not going to say confidence, but they believed in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like those are the ones that I was like, damn, this dude's funny. This chick's funny. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. Or whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean, and like I got the chance one time, it was pre pandemic. Uh-huh. The guy who used to host Sex Toy Bingo. Okay. He was the he was the bigger fella. He moved to Raleigh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. He was a comedian, but I remember I sat down like I got a chance to hang out with him at the poorhouse and mm-hmm. talk to him about it, and I was just like, dude, what's up with like Wilmington comedy? He's like, dude, we've got great comedians. Yeah. The problem is we have one club. Yeah. We have one club, and open mics you do one one a week. Yeah. You know. Yeah. At most, what is it? What what's open mic at Dead Crow? Three minutes. Yeah, it depends. Uh, three, usually, five. usually you get like three if it's your first time. If yeah. you come through improving yourself, they give you like five, six. Yeah, so five, yeah. six minutes. It's very much a performance based system, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you hear it from a lot of different comedians that are like bigger and made of the name. Comedy is a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. You earn your fucking place. Absolutely. You don't get shit handed to you. No. I don't give a fuck if you're some famous actor, you're a famous fucking musician, you're a fucking YouTuber. Have you seen some of the YouTuber stand-ups? Mm-mm. Or the Vines, or like the Vines uh, yeah, yeah, stand-ups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, some of them are just awful. Ooh, it's bad. Yeah, I saw um, Trevor Wallace's stand-up at uh, the com- the Comedy Cellar. He does a lot of videos on, on Instagram and, and Facebook Oh, he's and the stuff. one who's, uh, he's got the real sharp nose. Yep. And he's all like, bruh. 
Yeah. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. Like, yeah. all his videos are fucking great. Because he has time to edit them. Abs- them. Absolutely. But when he was doing his stand-up, mm-hmm. I just... There was just something... Like, there was that disconnect between... Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen you do these characters and these yeah. skits and these sketches. But when you're just up there telling jokes arbitrarily, it's mm-hmm. just not as... It doesn't stick as well. Trevor Wallace, we're no, not hey, talking shit. Absolutely We're love not you. talking shit. This is but, constructive criticism, sir. Yeah. We love you. If... You want to come on the podcast? Holla at your boy. Absolutely. But like, that's the thing, though. Is like, obviously, me doing the podcast, I can control this. Yeah, yeah, I of course. control it. I control what I want people to see, what I want, what I don't want people to see, things like that. Mm-hmm. Doing doing like an open mic for me, I'm gonna do it one night. Like at some point, at one time, I'm going to go do an open mic. Yeah, just so I can be like, I did that. Absolutely. You know, but. I think a lot of people that got, like, the Vine popularity, the YouTube popularity, the Twitter, whatever, things like that, Mm -hmm. I think they don't understand that it's like, hey, you were funny on a video that was edited, yeah, and you sat down and thought about that shit. Yeah, had multiple camera angles. Exactly. And then, like, don't get me wrong, obviously comedians, I mean, so how many open mics have you done? Well, you said you did. You've done over like a hundred comics. Pro- probably like a hundred. So like a hundred. Yeah, in in a, in a span of like two How years. How much you know? of that have you used to hone? Just like let's say one bit. Oh, one every joke. every single time that I go up on stage, yeah. I I try to record it so that I can be like, okay, this needs a little a little longer, a little longer pause in yeah. between the 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 setup and the punchline, or I need to be faster when I do this. I try mm-hmm. to use. Um, Every every uh, instant, every, every you know instance that I'm on mm-hmm. on stage, I try to use as a learning ability, mm-hmm. and I think that we all do, um, unless you're just having like a throwaway night, yeah. And it's just like this is gonna be garbage. I don't really care. Fuck it, but, I'm hammered. I'm six shots deep and about mm, eight beers in. Uh-huh. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fucking full send, my yeah, friends. Yeah. And that's and that's why I'm so I'm I'm really thrilled to be doing the uh, the poorhouse shows the the sex toy bingo. But they're like, yeah, you know, we'll 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 hook you up with your bar tab, and like that's fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, because coffee shots are like the bane of my existence, but I cannot resist them. You know what I mean? I do missiles. Ah, yeah. I don't like coffee. Yeah, I'm not a fan of coffee. Like the coffee shots are delicious. Yeah, absolutely. But if I'm going to poorhouse, first thing I'm ordering is a missile. Yeah. Absolutely. If I have two of those coffee shots, yeah. I am blotto. Like okay. by the end of the night, like yeah. all like today, uh-huh. I didn't do anything except sleep until like four in the afternoon because I had two coffee shots and a beer last night. Dude, at, I was done. Last I was Saturday. Done, so. I mean, last Saturday. This is gonna come out on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. But like, so two Saturdays ago, according to when this releases, I slept till noon. Mm. I went to bed at ten thirty on a Friday. Damn. Woke up at noon on a Saturday. Oof. Well, I mean, I, dude. I mean, noon's not even that bad, but that that's 10 hours of sleep? Holy shit. Not even. That's fucking 14. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I know that I slept for the whole thing because of this fucking guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know that I could do that unless it was, like, well, seriously you, induced. You say that. Yeah, it's true. You know? Like, I didn't mean to sleep that much. Yeah. At 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get sleepy. And then, like, 10.30, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. And oh, I woke man. up at noon the next day. Yeah. And I was just like, well, fuck. There goes a Friday night. Dude, I went to bed at, uh... 
The last time I went to bed at 10.30, I think I was awake at like 2.30. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, let's fucking rage. Let's like, fucking rage. Let's do some shit. What well, the worst part about it is that like with Dark me, out. a lot of my friends, um, a lot of my friends are like service industry. Uh-huh. They got schedules that are just kind of all over the place kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, I have a Monday through Friday. Uh, you get the and Niners. it sucks. Yeah. So it's like 7 to 5, Monday through Friday, and it's like... Man, I want to hang out with you on a Tuesday at 4 o'clock in the morning, but I have to be at work in three fucking hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like forced responsibility. That's probably, that's probably one thing that I've always loved about working in kitchens and stuff. Um, Everybody expects you to come in fucked up. Absolutely. They know if I come in stone sober, I'm not going to be good at my no, job. No, absolutely I'm not, not. Because I've never been in this, in this predicament sober before. Find me a chef. Yeah. That does good food, stone cold sober. I can't. We can't. I, I can't. I'm sure they're out there. They I gotta be out there somewhere. I bet Gordon Ramsay is 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 You don't think he has a couple a little gin straight and edge. Uh, I don't know if he's straight edge. Come on, man. He drinks wine. Yeah, but he's got like four kids. Doesn't matter. That's true. Straight edge is pretty fucking restrictive. That's true. You can't be into food and be straight edge. Unless it's like... I'm not going to agree with that, but I know where you're going with it. I feel like you can't. I feel like you have to get a little dirty to really enjoy food and make your food better. It depends, man. You gotta be willing to take risks. Oh, for sure. You gotta be willing to take risks. Like, I just made a fish encrusted with fucking brown sugar, red wine... And and Skittles. Yeah, and some Skittles. Yeah. And it's like, what kind of fish is it? It's tilapia. Oh, Fuck it, give me a bite. I don't care. I gotta try it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like um, RX, my oh, buddy uh-huh. Curtis, who was on the last podcast, he worked. He's worked at RX for quite a while, mm-hmm. and like I know him and Brad and uh, Crispy Mike. Crispy Mike, he's the head chef down at South Beach. I think it's South Beach. Okay, I don't know, but all three of them, they come up with some wild ass shit, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, fucking give it to me. Yeah. I don't care. That would be the best. I'm not a good, I'm, I'm not a chef by any means. Mm-hmm. My little brother, he's worked in Michelin star restaurants. He's a nice. pretty big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it. if a chef comes to you and he's like, hey man, I made this. Do you want to try it? Mm-hmm. First off, if you say no, get the fuck up out my trap house. Yeah, absolutely. Second, if you try it, the, the, the question you need to ask after you try it is, do you want honesty, or do you just want me to tell you it's good? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like, a big difference maker. Yeah. Be like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big red meat eater, but every time Curtis and I hang out, yeah. we cook steaks. Yeah. Because they're fucking delicious. And it's literally salt, pepper, and olive oil. Yeah. That's Little all bit of garlic need. salt. It's good to go. I mean, you can use garlic salt, but yeah. if you do, if you if you butter baste in a pan, mm-hmm. you're done. Garlic, rosemary, and yep. fucking, you're done. And yep. butter. And you butter base in a pan. Let it hang out That's for a second. So let it cool good. down a touch. Yep. And then you eat it. It's the best fucking thing you ever need. So good. These fucking 30-minute marinades. Oh, I dry brine my shit for fucking four days before I cook it. Okay. Cool. Great. I'm going to go buy a shitty steak from a Publix fucking butcher go- yeah. and be like, Hey, this shit's gonna be better than your thirty-day dry-aged bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's it. it food is one of my va- one of my favorite passions. If mm-hmm. I wasn't a mechanic, I probably would have tried to be a chef. Yeah, 
but I just figured that, like, one, I'm not good with people. Mm-hmm. Not good with people. Which is hilarious, considering what I do. <laughs> two, I'm not super smart. You're right. But I'm real good with shit that I can hit with a hammer. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta know where to hit the shit, for yeah, sure. exactly. Oh, man. Excuse me, buddy. Mm-hmm. Get rid of these real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. man. When's your heart out? Because it's 9.01 now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and we'll go ahead and probably wrap this up. Well, fuck um, it. We'll wrap it up. I'm yeah, going to let I you gotta, do the closer. I got to go meet her. Absolutely. Doing, like office shit. It's a hard out. It works great. Yeah. So you do the closer. Do you think? Tell people All where right. to find you. Tell people what's going on. Shit like that. And I'm going to fucking stand over here. Listen to me, America. Stop the bullshit. That's all I got to say. You know what bullshit. I don't really know where I was going with that. Uh, got to do it. Um, I've been Chris O'Meara. This is Emmett O'Connell. Uh, two Irish dudes just coming through, talking some shit on a couch. And just uh, remember, I love you. Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucking love it. hysterical. I fucking love it. <laughs>